gritty culture and class in America. Live from Long Island's Gold Coast, this is the Melissa Itell Duran Show on Breaking It Down Radio with co-host Frank McKay. I'd like to welcome everyone to the Melissa Itell Duran Show. Frank McKay here with the wife, the mother, the dancer, the educator, the novelist, the author of several books, the subject of two documentaries, the, uh, the subject and the host of, of many other things, but the host of this radio show, podcast, uh, each and every week. And MelissaItellJoran.com is where everyone should go and watch the documentary. She is absolutely wonderful. And as we speak to you on this September 10th, September 10th, the day before the sacred day of September 11th. Let me bring on our host each and every week, Melissa Itell Joran. Melissa, how are you? I'm, I'm doing great, Frank, and thank you. And uh, hello to everyone out there. We're, we're on the eve of the 20th anniversary of 9-11. It's 20 years already. I mean, you know, can you imagine? It's 20 years since that fateful day and it's it's become a i don't want to i don't know holiday it's it's like a sacred day and you know nothing can happen like i even you know as i'm speaking to several friends that are running for office i tell them look 9-11 sacred no politics on 9-11 everything stops you know and the only thing you put up on social media the only thing that you you put out there the only thing that you talk about on 9-11 is 9-11 and anything patriotic or anything that has to do with the losses that occurred but whatever you do no politicking on 9-11 and uh, it's it's become that it's I, I don't know is it is the right word holiday or is it something different what what does 9-11 become for us it's, a, it's supposed to be a commemoration. I mean, this was the, the worst uh, attack uh, since Pearl Harbor and uh, on American soil, and we lost so many lives, and it changed, it just changed our world. I mean, we, we were really, I think, asleep at the wheel, and I, I mean, if you believe the conspiracy theories that the, the, the CIA and, and, and all the other bureaus knew that there was an attack coming, and they let it happen, or, or um, the, you know, it, it, it went by President Bush back then, and, and uh, he didn't act on it, which is possible. Uh, they didn't, nobody took this Bin Laden's threat seriously, seriously enough in, in August of, uh, of um, 2001. Um, then uh, you really just have to say that this was a, a still a very sad day that affects us today, because not only did we... You know, um, suffer enormous losses in, you know, in New York and the Pentagon and in Shanksville, Pennsylvania. Um, but we changed our whole the faces of, of life, and, and and that's why Afghanistan is the way it is today. That's why we're facing problems in Afghanistan thanks to that. And on a personal level, we have so many losses: uh, FDNY people, police transit um uh, uh, people who went to work that day people who were in the towers um children who never knew their parents because they were born after the after the attack and their parents died i mean it's it's there, there's a whole generation coming up that that was um, that that grew up without their parents and this is this is how they remember their parents this is this is what they they, they have pictures they have, they have stories they but they they never met their parents they lost them on, on this day this is the day of their of their demise 
and for some the remains were never recovered. I mean, they just recently recovered uh, two more um, victims, but I, I don't know. It must have been just body parts, and, and they couldn't identify them you know, in the ensuing years, and now there are new techniques in which to do that. I mean, it's really heartbreaking. And, uh, you know, and, and even more, I think, even just, just as far-reaching is that some of the Marines who were killed in that suicide bomber attack in Afghanistan um, a week or two ago, they were born just that, just you know, just at the beginning of the attack, just before the attack, or just after. I mean, they were really young. They don't, re they never had memories of it, and, they, and yet they gave their lives for service. So there are so many far-reaching implications. Yeah, I mean, it's still right. Those death, those deaths of those soldiers are connected to 9/11 directly. Right. Right. I mean, think about it. They are, and they weren't. They weren't born, or they were born right around that time, and their death. It's directly related or indirectly related to 9-11. We wouldn't be in Afghanistan if it wasn't for 9-11, right? And, uh, uh, you know, this was, this was the aftermath. This was the reaction of, of President Bush to, you know, to what happened there on that horrible day. I, it's, it's amazing to, to say even now of what we, what we experienced that day. It was the unthinkable. And in some ways, and again, I, I don't want to get sidetracked, but in some ways, it's like the pandemic. If you said to me prior to the pandemic that, you know, hey, Frank, guess what? I hear that a year from now we're going to be, uh, we're going to be in masks and it's going to be shut down because of some weird plague or virus uh, that's going to happen. People are going to be dying left and right and there's going to have to be a vaccine before anything gets back to normal, but the whole world is going to shut down. If you said that to me, I would say, come on, Melissa, what are you saying? Well, you know, that couldn't yeah. possibly happen. <laughs> right. It's right. the same. What, what, what have I been drinking lately? <laughs> yeah, right. What's, what's, what's wrong with Melissa? Jeez, she's watching too many Twilight Zone episodes, right? Yeah, and, and, and in the same sense, on a serious, a very serious note, if you said to me prior to 9-11, uh, 2001, that there's going to be a terrorist attack in New York City that's going to take out almost 3,000 people, that's going to lead to wars, but they're going to take down the World Trade Center, and it's going to, you know, it's going to be knocked down, and we're never going to see it again, and these people are going to lose their lives. If you said that to me prior to September 11, 2001, I, I, I would say, it's, what movie are you watching? That sounds like a bad movie, but it happened. It happened there, and again, you're listening to Melissa Itell Joran Show, Frank McKay here, and we're commemorating 9-11, 20 years after tomorrow is the 20th anniversary of that tragic day. And uh, Melissa, though, if, if, if you can, react to that, right? I mean, it's the unthinkable, the unthinkable happened. Yeah, yeah, it, it is. It's... Uh yeah, this, we, we can't predict these things. We don't know. You know that's, that's the scary part. We don't know. We, we can't be too complacent either. But, I mean, as far as a pandemic is concerned, scientists know, even now, about uh, viruses that we're not even, we, the general public, are not even aware of that are even ten times worse than, than uh, COVID. Um, but nobody, nobody anticipates these things, you know. Um, uh, I, I barely thought about the Spanish flu of 1918. Yeah. You know, I, you know, but, 
I guess, uh, you know, once every other generation or so, something, you know, something occurs. And, um, you know, we just can't be too complacent. And, and far as uh, a, a, a global event such as 9-11, I think uh, at that time we were being... Um, we were probably being a little bit uh, complacent about uh, our uh, our position in the world and, and, and what our enemies were thinking about us and what they were doing, and maybe we were not being stringent enough to... Um, to vet uh, to vet people coming into the country because the the attackers came in uh, no problem we had a, uh, they were affiliated with I think they were Saudis Saudi nationals and they came into this country um, you know a year or two before to train as airline pilots uh, without the intention of learning how to land a plane and when they, nobody really vetted them so much I don't know if they if, if their appearance really raised uh, more than a couple of eyebrows I mean they were living comfortably in Florida learning how to how to how to fly a plane and uh, meanwhile they uh, bin Laden's um, uh, icons well not his icons his avatars rather were setting up uh, beachheads in in Manhattan um, uh, maybe uh, maybe under maybe they maybe you know unbeknownst to us but uh, perhaps they were they were under the radar by you know from the national security and the FBI, but not enough was done. I mean, there have been movies made about uh, about this based on on memoirs of people who were involved. Uh, um, and and uh, I don't know. I mean, we may have been on the track of something, but it was it, we didn't get because of, of 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 bureaucratic red tape. We didn't get to the heart of the matter right away. We couldn't prevent this. So um, and it was just terrible and. You know, thank God they didn't have a nuclear, you know, dirty bomb to drop, you know, uh, when they crashed into oh my the... my God, right. Yeah, yeah. Imagine yeah. That? They didn't have... Oh, my God. But still, the the, the damage they inflicted was um, was awful enough. And, you know, we, that's why we're we're living in the world we are. That's why uh, airline travel is, is so, um, I guess, the, what's the proper word? Miserable yeah. um, for the sake of safety. And other things. And now we're dealing with COVID. Um, and now uh, we've got the Afghanistan problem, and we're back, you know, with worrying, uh, with tensions about um, are there going to be other uh, attacks in the near future? You know, our, our, but I'm, I'm assuming the, the our national security agencies are are on top of this. I, I would imagine because we're so close to the anniversary, and there's always heightened alert uh, whenever you're close to an anniversary. But we can't, you know, we we can't just take it easy afterwards i think we have to be vigilant about it as well yeah there's no question about it uh melissa i tell com is where everyone should go to watch the documentaries frank mckay here so much more importantly melissa i tell is our host each and every week um melissa every once in a while like i said the unthinkable happens and tomorrow yeah. com uh, commemorates that particular day and i I remember I had just dropped off my son from uh, to school and and I went into a McDonald's to get, you know, a breakfast sandwich or sandwich or, or whatever and uh I I remember hearing that a plane just flew into the World Trade Center and uh and then I started watching and uh and they said, "Oh my god, that's a second that's a second plane and it looks like it's crashing into you know, and then at that point, I think we all knew we that knew, it was. We knew it was terrorism. It was terrorism. The first one, you just yeah. never know. I mean, it could be, it could be anything. It could just be a, uh, an errant 
uh, flyer on, on some horrible, uh, uh, you know, misguided uh, flight. But then when we saw the second one, it, we knew what was going on. And uh, and my God, it, the whole world, the whole world just shook and stopped. I ended up going in. I, I, I don't know if I've told you in the past, but I ended up going in that night to to look for uh, some friends, uh, a, a, you know, specifically one friend. And his parents were about to go in. And his name was Stephen Coakley, and his uh, his parents were both uh, in their 60s. And my mother's best friend, a woman named Carol Coakley, and I had known Stephen since I was two years old, and just a wonderful guy. He was a firefighter. He was working out of Brooklyn, and he's from Deer Park. Uh, and he um, he had gone, uh, and he you know he f- he he did his first shift, and he was heading back, and um, and he saw that, uh, I, I guess, when the second tower uh, was hit, he jumped back on a on a uh, fire truck and uh, he grabbed somebody else's uh, coat and hat and uh, and went. And I think it was that was why it was so hard to find Stephen is because he had it, uh, his his, uh, uh, you know, original coat that, you know, he wore, you know, the heavy uh, fire coat, fire jacket, whatever it is, um, was, uh, was, was left behind. And then he just jumped on, volunteered to, you know, jump on another, uh, another run. A lot of people, um, uh, you know, may have uh, stepped off there and said, no, no, I did my, I, I just did my battle. I'm going to go get some rest or whatever. And he didn't, and he and his other heroic friends uh, and, and colleagues uh, went out there to fight uh, to to fight the fire. Somewhere around three thirty, I heard on uh, WINS Winds News Time in New York. For those listening outside, uh, they said that the uh, the second tower that uh, th- that when the second tower fell, um, they believed that uh, w- it was the loss of all the firemen and firewomen that were uh, th- that were fighting there, and that they. Uh, you know anyone that was in the building at the time is is perished and they said something along those lines so i called i called my mother and not knowing you know what steven's morning was like and uh and i said hey have you heard from carol coakley and he said uh, my my mother said uh yeah well you know, she's uh, she's waiting to hear from steven and i repeated to my mother what they said on wins and she said oh my god and I said, yeah, I said, I, I don't know if she hasn't heard from him now. I mean, maybe maybe this is, uh, uh, you know, maybe this is terrible news that's happening. And uh, I said, my God, I'm in shock. And she said, oh, God. So she had called them and they had heard the same thing, the, the family. And they were yeah. going to go in and, and search for him. And I said, no, no, tell them I'll go in. And I, I asked my wife. And she said, by all means, <laughs> you know, Kristen said, go in. And, and I took off, and I don't, know, I don't know what time of day that was, you know, soon after that, I guess. And I ended up walking around all, um, yeah. uh, all, all the, uh, the, the time, and I just kept going hospital to hospital. And uh, there were a couple right. other people that people asked me to ask, uh, ask about. I don't want right. to, you know, mention them by name, uh, mm-hmm. for, you know, for different reasons. But, uh, mm-hmm. but the one, one quick story I want to tell you is, and I think I've told you before, but I was online at one of the hospitals, and I can't remember which one. And this big burly cop uh, was there, tough-looking guy, but very nice, uh, very professionally dressed. They all had sweaters on, and the smoke 
of uh, of coming out of the World Trade Center was just unbelievable, and the smell was something I've never smelt before, and it, it just it, it just smelt like death. It was I don't know if it was the materials burning, and I hate to say the bodies burning. Uh, it, it was just a, an absolute. Uh, it, it the smell of death, and we were all, everyone politely was waiting on the on the line, and people were trying to, you know, keep their heads together, and everyone had, you know, different people had had lists, and uh, and they were checking off what hospitals. So these two young people came, and uh, the the sister was older, and I think she was probably about thirteen, and the and the brother was a couple years younger, and they were so poised and so. Uh, you know, I'm professional about it. Everyone let them cut the line, of course, and they said, "Have, have you know, has, has anyone seen my uh, my my mom and dad?" And they were holding a wedding picture of the mother and father. And the cop checked the list, and he said, "No, I'm sorry, uh, they're not here." Uh, and and they said, "Well, do you know where Lenox Hill Hospital or something, or something like that?" And uh, and he gave them directions, and I could only see the back of the the police officer. And again, he was a big big burly guy and when he uh when he turned around he had tears streaming down his uh his face and all of us just broke down on the on the line we just all collectively broke down uh right after they left you know we didn't want them to see it happening but it was just uh, you know it was was heartbreaking to uh to watch that uh again frank mckay here much more importantly melissa i tell jern and much more importantly than both of us is is the uh, commemoration of the horrible attacks on the World Trade Center and uh, 9-11 uh, happened 20 years ago tomorrow we're speaking on Friday the 10th here and you're probably listening to us afterwards but just for perspective we're speaking the day before the uh, the 9-11 attacks celebrate their tragic uh, 20th anniversary and melissa any uh any thoughts on what i just said there i don't know if i have told that story before but i apologize if i did but it's uh it, it always no don't no breaks, no you're, yeah you're, breaks me you're up so, you know you're you've, you're very selfless in, in helping people and and uh it's just that was must have been a you know a just a, a terribly uh, emotionally draining and and uh devastating um experience um to have to live through i i i didn't know anyone in, who was uh, it, it, you know, in, in or around the area, I did. I was working uh, across the river in uh, near Brooklyn Heights, and um, I saw the papers coming overhead. I didn't know what that was. I heard that about the the, the 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 crashes into the the towers. What were the papers? I'm sorry. What were the papers over? They were loose papers coming oh. from the um, from the from the offices. In no the kidding. And, oh my yes, God. And they were streaming down in Brooklyn. This was this was near Brooklyn Heights. The wind carried them, and uh, and then when we had and then later on we saw you know clouds and uh, of, of dust later on in the day, and then I walked to the edge of the water in Brooklyn Heights, and as I was approaching the water, I wasn't near the water yet. I could I, my eyes were burning from from the smoke. It was so bad there. I could, and I saw across the river the inferno that was that was taking place, and I couldn't imagine. I said to myself, Oh my God, if anybody's there. He he could be burnt alive. I don't know how firefighters. Um, I don't know how anyone could have could have could have uh, could have come through all that because it was. It, 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 I could feel it across the river. I was that. I mean, I wasn't that close, but I was close enough to see the infernal up front. 
and and it, it was a hor- it was horrible. I mean, I'll never forget that. And uh, I was I when I um, when I ascended from the subway that morning, that was about the, the time when the first plane hit the towers. And, did you uh, hear it? Did you hear it at all? I didn't all? hear it. I didn't know. I had, I had no idea. Everything was quiet. I didn't know. But I heard that people in, uh, in, in Queens, where I, was, where I was living at the time, as they were riding the bus to take the train, and, and that part of Queens faced, you know, faced Manhattan, uh, they saw it. They were in the bus. I heard this from people, and they saw the first plane. They were, you know, imagine you're riding, you're taking your usual route to go wow. to the subway to go into the city, and you see the plane go in. They thought, they, many of them were, they, they thought it was an accident. And then uh, they heard later on there was another plane, and it wasn't an accident. So, uh, yeah, if you were, you know, I guess uh, in an opportune moment to catch, capture it firsthand, you don't, remem- you don't forget those images. My God, uh, wow, it's just so chilling. I, I didn't even know your story, but I, I mean, to see the papers flying down and, I, and you know, I mean, now realizing, whatever. yeah, the mm-hmm. debris and I, I mean, it's just, uh, did you at, at any time hear an explosion did, uh, when the, no, when the towers crashed? I heard nothing. I heard nothing. I got. I was teaching in a school, and I I didn't. I didn't hear anything. And the, the classes went on until four o'clock in the afternoon. When I went home, I saw a few people covered in white. That was the. I don't know if it was the asbestos. It was the. It was the whatever that was. People who were lucky people who got away from there, but they got they got caught in the, you know, in the. I guess that was the debris storm after everything fell. You know, and people were running from those big, those enormous clouds of debris, and some people got, they got covered, and they got coated in that debris. And then, um, yeah, I saw, on all the way home, waiting for the train, um, saw the clouds, and uh, I think people, people were either in shock, or they were just, just so depressed, so, so, I, I, I think they were just shell-shocked. Waiting to you know, waiting for their train, trying to get home, you know, and and they saw the events unfold before them, and it was, um, you know, you just had to be that grateful that you you were safe and sound, or that you didn't know anyone who was near there, and plenty of people did know, people who were living there, working there, uh, who got caught in the attacks, and of course. Um, in Washington and in, in Pennsylvania, the people on the plane. You know, you meet somebody who says, "I knew somebody who was um, who was on the plane, or who, who lost somebody who was in the towers." And uh, it, I mean, I, I I didn't know anybody personally in in my circles, but it's uh, yeah, it's it, it just um, it it doesn't. You don't forget these things. These are the. And they, I think Michael Savage called it in his when he had his radio show on the air you know now he he does it he he has a podcast and he's uh and he he said at the time this is your pearl harbor america wake up yeah he was at you know he was absolutely right and it was um i it's it, the unthinkable the unthinkable yeah. happened mm-hmm. and for um you know for all of us i mean we'll we'll certainly never forget that's the you know the the moment. You know, and and, and again, I, I hate to compare one man to um, to to the loss of so many lives here, but you know the Kennedy assassination, uh, which was before my time and before your time. Everyone seems to remember where they were when they heard that Kennedy was shot, 
And now our version of that is, uh, I think we all remember where we were or what was happening when we heard about 9-11 and and what uh, what it had, I should say 9-11 wasn't wasn't, uh, mentioned until afterwards, but it it was uh, Mm -hmm. uh, the attack on the World Trade Center. And I, I mean, just wow. I mean, just thinking back about it and we've had 20 years to absorb it and it still isn't enough it's not enough time to uh, to truly understand what happened here the loss of life and then then the the deaths that occurred afterwards and still i mean there are people that come down with cancer and come down with um the illnesses afterwards and and it's traced back you know it's uh, you know almost like vietnam uh you know there there are people that died of uh, agent orange poisoning uh 18 20 years after um, they were exposed to it, and it was it 's tied back medically to you know to something that was slow moving or slow uh, happening but i mean it 's the same thing here with uh, in in regards to uh, uh, to to nine eleven and the attacks on the world trade center uh, Frank McKay here once again with Melissa Itel Joran and if you go to melissaiteljoran dot com, uh, watch the documentaries there. But more importantly, today let's uh, let, let's think about and let's uh, and let's say our prayers for the folks that lost their lives and certainly the families that are left behind. By the way, I I've seen who I believe to be those two children that I saw, and I I you know I, I'm remiss in not writing down their names and, and trying to get them uh, for an interview but those two children that broke all our hearts I, I, I can't begin to tell you the courage that I thought these two had I mean they uh, and the poise and the sister's the one who was doing the talking when I heard them she was older and she just what leadership uh, I mean now they would be what have 33 and, and 30 mm-hmm. something grown people and mm-hmm. Um, I just uh, I would love to um, I, w- I would love to pinpoint uh, exactly who they are and talk to them and you know that th- that's a moment I'll never ever forget and uh, it's just uh, uh, amazing and you know you had mentioned uh, you know that being selfless at at that point I mean the 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 real I mean the heroic people were were the uh, were the cops the firemen that were just. Um, uh, you know, uh, diving in there and, and uh, you know, especially the firemen for sure. I mean, they went in to fight a, a, a fire that was never going to uh, be tamed. And, and uh, in time, now we know, uh, in time to, uh, to save the towers from falling, which uh, we have to assume would have saved a lot of lives or whatever, but there's just nothing they could do. Uh, but how would they know? They, they fought valiantly and uh, and and so many of them lost their lives. I don't know what the numbers are. I should have them, but I I I, I had someone on um, recently, Brenda Berkman, and she is uh, uh, she's a guest on on another show uh, that I do uh, tomorrow. And I have Rudy Giuliani, uh, an old um, uh, interview of him where he, he talks about what happened, what his day was like on nine eleven. So we kind of replay it. And uh, and you know, kind of up, uh, you know, not updated it, but made sure it's not dated. But he gives a um, you know firsthand account of what was happening. He was terrific that day. He became the man of the year, 
in um, you know that year on uh, in, in Newsweek and Time, uh, Man of the Year. Of course, now he's uh, become very politicized and and ostracized in a lot of ways for uh, sticking with Trump and not sticking with Trump, whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's become very uh, politicized. But during that crisis, uh, Giuliani had done an incredible job. And you know you can say what you want about him now, but I mean I don't I don't know if if De Blasio and and again I don't want to politicize this either, but I, I mean if Bill De Blasio was in charge at that particular time, I just can't imagine anything uh, would have gone right, and and it just shows you I mean uh, you know we can't be ridiculous about choosing our leaders, um, our leaders were uh, you know they stepped up, they stepped up when this um, yeah. yeah they did. Yeah, when, when this happened, and uh, uh, and and you know, New York bounced back and became uh, viable again. I, I mean, what what happened? And again, I, I don't want to you know uh, kind of sum it down to financial, but in that area, in that area after the attacks, uh, someone was showing me. I think in two thousand and four, they were uh, they were were pointing to a building a. a, a uh, I think it was an office building, not an apartment building, but uh, you know, small office building. And he said, um, he said, you see that building? He said, I could have gotten it for two hundred thousand dollars right after nine eleven. And, and I said, well, what is it worth now? And he said, let's call. And he called up, and it was worth you know whatever three million, you know, uh, uh, for there. So, uh, so in other words, the values of the the area went down. And I just yeah. say that. To uh, to show how frightened people were of something like this happening again, I remember people saying they're going to get the Empire State Building, they're going to they're going to get it. That's a target of theirs or whatever. The fact that we have not gotten attacked in all of this time, you know, any serious terrorist attack, and all the ones that have been thwarted, I you know you have to look back and say what what terrific. Uh, what a terrific job Homeland Security has done. What a terrific job the, I guess, the CIA and the FBI. Yeah. And, uh, you know, again, I, 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 people thought at that time uh, a, a, enough about there being a, 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 another attack that multi-million dollar buildings were, were being sold in the area for, for hundreds of thousands of dollars, just, just, you know, like a couple hundred thousand dollars. And that will give you an indication. And that's New York City. You know, I mean, New York City is is tough and it's smart and it's sophisticated and it's all of those things. And yet, yet people were under the impression that uh, that we we could be under attack at any time again. And. I just I, I don't know I, I don't know how I don't know what to compare it to I don't think there is anything to to compare it to it's the unthinkable and it happened 20 years ago tomorrow as we speak uh, and Melissa I tell Joran and I are speaking uh, at this moment at, on on Friday the 10th of 2021 and uh, and we're one day away from the 20th anniversary of 9/11 and the attacks on the World Trade Center. Uh, uh, Melissa, uh, uh, th- uh, you know, thoughts on, on just how we bounced back and, and how much credit do we really owe to, uh, to Homeland Security, the FBI and the CIA for, for keeping us safe at this point? Well, we, we are, you know, we're grateful that um, under, uh, you know, since then we, we've, been, we've been pretty pretty good. I mean, New York, is, you know, was the, 
but that was the target, and and so was Washington. And uh, you know, our our airline security is is very stringent. We you know we've suffered through that um, for good reason. Uh, but you know, air, airline airline travel has you know on it for other other you know for, for there are other uh, issues with airline travel which are. Uh, I, I'm not sure really related to the you know the post 9/11 world. They're, they're more they have more to do with economics and now COVID and just the you know the, the nature of air travel these days. But in general, we we know we've been pretty lucky. They have averted a number of of close calls, and there are things going on, of course, that we don't know about. We don't you know they don't want to alarm the public, so they don't disclose um, every uh, suspicious activity going on. Um, but I'm sure that uh, the 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 uh, our agencies, the CIA, the FBI, and uh, you know, Homeland Security and and NSA are you know are, are uh, monitoring everything. I mean, especially now uh, as we we get closer to the anniversary tomorrow and uh, in, in the aftermath of the Afghanistan debacle. I, I think uh, you know we don't we we face a we face a, an uncertain future. We we don't know what could be. I mean, they have a better idea of, of what could possibly happen, and, and hopefully they are, you know, keeping an eye on it. I mean, I I don't know if I entirely trust the Biden administration and their foreign policy and, and State Department. I'm not sure. I, I I I I don't. I they don't come out in my in in my opinion as being uh, very forceful and you know very. Uh, tough. I don't know if that's just uh, deliberate to, um, you know, not, uh, you know, not stir up any trouble because we, you know, let's face it, we have people who are stuck on planes in Afghanistan, and I would say that uh, for all intents purposes, these people are being held hostage. They can't leave because the planes are grounded by the Taliban. And uh, did, did you notice that? Uh, you recall that uh, as, as, after 9/11, like the next day, or the next, or the day, or the immediate days after, that all of a sudden, the only people who were getting out were relatives, uh, the 500 relatives of, of Osama bin Laden, including some of his American nieces. Uh, how soon after 9/11 uh, occurred, after the attacks on the World Trade Center, did we hear the name bin Laden? Uh, was it immediate? Can you remember? Uh, I don't know exactly how soon, but it was soon enough. I mean, they, the White House got um, briefings from, the, from, I guess, the CIA and other individuals, other agents, that bin Laden had threatened something. He was sending out messages, you know, watch out uh, for early September. And they, that, that information just didn't go anywhere. Nobody really paid enough attention to it. Yeah. What a moment in our history, a uh, watershed moment. In, in our history, and, and, and I go back to the, the pandemic. It's, uh, you know, it's taken so many lives that, uh, that you could say it in the same breath with, uh, with 9-11, and, and there's very few things that you can say in the same breath with, uh, with, uh, with 9-11, but there are, there are certain things that are, are sacred, and there's certain things you just can't compare to anything. And again, we, we need a whole other show for that, but for example, the Holocaust, I, I mean, the, the millions upon millions and millions of people that were taken in the Holocaust, I, I think is in a category all its own as a, as it's not even a watershed moment, it was a watershed uh, period of time. 
and and that stands alone uh, in our modern history of and and it should never be compared to anything else but when you start getting to uh, american history and mm-hmm. and uh, and when you get to uh, certainly attacks on America, I mean, c- you know, compared to the millions of people lost, uh, it, you know, maybe people say, oh, well, you know, big deal, 3,000 people. No, big deal, 3,000 people in New York City that were innocent people that were um, that were uh, that were struck down for uh, for political reasons and reasons that uh, uh, that people um, in uh, fanatically uh, religious reasons or anti-American reasons decided that they're going to do an attack, uh, an all-out attack on America, a planned, you know, well-planned attack to take out, you know, almost, I, I don't know what the number is, yeah. Melissa, but uh, th- what, yeah. about 3,000 oh. Americans. And right, over 3,000, yeah. Over 3,000, and uh, just, yeah. uh, j- just a disgraceful moment. And then uh, it's a watershed moment, and then, you know, and here we are uh, mm-hmm. still talking about deaths and, and hostage situations in Afghanistan. Uh, maybe before we go, Melissa, and, and again, I think it would be appropriate on the eve of 9-11's 20th anniversary, um, uh, it just uh, any update that you can think of on on Afghanistan because it's uh, it is part of it is uh, part of our our uh, aftermath of 9/11 right i mean it's uh, yeah. we wouldn't be in afghanistan if it wasn't for uh, the the fervor that uh, surrounded afterwards and uh, and president uh, D- uh, george w bush um you know uh, going to war in afghanistan and all the presidents uh, after him, uh, you know, being there. But what, uh, what what is the latest? How many Americans do we have in Afghanistan at this point? Oh, off the top of my head, I, I don't know. I mean, we're. I think we lo- we um, we well, we we cleared out the so- the soldiers, the military. But we have um, on the planes. I don't know. I honestly don't know. These were our allies. These were people who worked for us, and they they were promised passage out, and they didn't. It didn't happen. Yeah, amazing. Just uh, the whole thing is amazing to me. Uh, any final word on 9-11? Of course, our, our thoughts and prayers go out to the family members that will will never be the same and, and to, you know, the children of of victims that uh, that have never met their parents or who knew their parents far too uh, far, far too short a period of time because of a terrorist attack. I mean, you are in a, a unique uh, um, category, and our hearts uh, completely go back uh, to you. Maybe w- one thing before uh, before I uh, uh, turn the last word over to you, Melissa. Um, I remember a, um, a a friend of mine was a firefighter, and he and uh, his wife, young wife with a baby, couldn't get. Um, in touch with him and the whole time she's thinking that uh, he's dead and he uh, he he showed up late that night on on 9-11 and they're in the Babylon Lindenhurst area and uh, you know I won't give their name just for their privacy he told me you know privately uh, the father-in-law had told me and uh, he came in and the wife screamed because she thought he was uh, he was dead mm-hmm. And he sat down, and he's completely, you know, uh, you know, blackened from the the smoke and fighting and doing uh, whatever. He's completely, 
is completely dirty. He went back uh, and was looking for uh, for friends of his, and uh, and he sat down in this chair. He hugged his wife. She put the uh, baby in his arms, and he just cried hysterically all night, and just didn't say a word. Just cried hysterically, and um, yeah, I mean, I, it's just I just think about that. Just uh, just think about I what know, the, these guys went through. I know. It just it, it, you don't wish this. You don't wish anyone to have to go through that. I mean, it's just. I mean, who asked for something like that? Who? I mean, what were these people's crimes? Going to work that day, yeah. being in the area that day. Amazing. I mean, just amazing. Just innocent victims, uh, designed to get innocent victims. I mean, it's just, uh, it's just amazing to me. Melissa, I'm I'm sure you uh, uh, join in me in uh, thanking everyone for for tuning in and and for everyone to uh, uh say say an extra prayer or whatever your beliefs are meditate um but but give a moment of silence to those who lost their lives on that fateful day September 11 2001 and uh, uh Melissa uh, just uh, uh wow you know it's just uh it's it's 20 years since that date and you have your story I have my story and and there are you know uh, millions of other stories out there about that day but it will it will live in infamy like like pearl harbor but i i I think so much so much more and um and and what a you know what what a moment in time yeah yeah it was you know uh, the memories are still pretty deep it's only it's only been 20 years 20 years is in this realm the scheme of things i know it, it time really flew but um, uh, hopefully, as, as as the decades pass, this won't become, you know, a backstory in history, uh, because um, you know, you, you know, Pearl Harbor happened almost 80 years ago. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, almost. Yeah. We're we're coming up on the 80th anniversary of mm-hmm. Pearl Harbor, right? Pearl. 41. Right. right. I, I mean, my God. Yeah. I I, I didn't even think of the the connection there but right the 80th anniversary of pearl harbor and and it's it's been minimized uh it'll be remembered the the kids will learn it in history you know uh, who knows what the education system will be but uh but i believe 9-11 is there uh permanently and and nobody is going to let uh let the children that uh, that are yet to be born in our you know future um Mm -hmm. children that are yet to be born um i don't think anyone will let uh, let them forget about 9-11. Um, at least we never forget what happened there. Melissa, thank you very much. No, thank you, Frank. And thanks to all our listeners who uh, tune in every week. And, and we're, we're grateful for being with you. And um, we wish everybody, a, you know, again, just a, a, a safe weekend. Uh, and um, don't, you know, don't never forget never forget. Frank McKay signing off. Go to MelissaIteldJoran.com for more information, but thank you very much for, for listening, and, and God bless everyone on this anniversary, 20th anniversary of that fateful day, September 11, 2001. Frank McKay signing off. We'll see you next time on the Melissa Itell Joran Show.
You've been listening to Melissa Itell-Duran and co-host Frank McKay on Breaking It Down Radio.